For more on the markets and some stock picks for you, Mark Newman's with us, CIO, founder of Constrained Capital. Mark, good to see you. I'm glad you're here. So um, we're having a pretty good rally. I mean, for example, I just looked at Airbnb for the week and it's up over 25 percent. I mean, some of these moves that we're seeing for January, February are pretty incredible. What does this all mean? So I think the beginning of this year has been a bit of a reversion from last year. Last year in 2022, we saw the tech sector, for example, Amazon, get really just destroyed. And it was really a bit of a blow off after you know four or five years of an amazing run. And uh, what we saw in January was sort of the most downtrodden of 22. The tech sector, for example, uh, rebounded sharply. There was a case of sort of underweight and uh, heavily sold stuff into the end of the year that saw a massive rebound. So everything that uh, got hurt the most in 22 rallied the most in the beginning of the year through January. And everything that led in 2022, say energy, um, got hit got hit or lagged uh, so far this year. That's pretty um, pretty. I would call it the reversion of the reversion of 22 almost. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I thought that was a good way to do that because things were hot, then they're not, then they're back, and it's it's happening again and again. And I guess, you know, that's what we used to call the dogs of the Dow from one year would be the winners on the Dow the following year. Um, that being said, at this point now, um, the reversion of the reversion. So in this case, we're seeing growth and tech doing very well thus far. Um, would you be saying cash in here or continue to dollar cost average? What's the advice here? So I think it's a tricky spot now. Uh, you can see what happened, say, with Amazon's earnings on February the 2nd. That was a point where Amazon gapped up after earnings. Everyone jumped in and bought a lot of shares, a lot of volume traded. And then the next day, it gapped down. So since then, the buyers of the earnings, let's say, uh, from the closing price that day on February 2nd, they're down about 13% or so. So they're sort of what I call trapped at this point. And February 2nd and the beginning of February was where there was some exhaustion in the markets. I saw this in a few places. Like I said, Amazon, I think Ford looked similar. Uh, even the HYG and the JNK, the sort of high yield space, behaved similarly. So I think that um, we're now in for a bit of consolidation. And, you know, on the other side of that, stuff that has lagged this year, energy, uh, some of the weapons sector stuff, they sort of have been trailing the markets. And I wonder if we're going to see a rotation back towards those names. I expect a bit of choppy sort of sideways trade henceforth here. So let's, let's get into Amazon a little bit. Um, we've already seen the run up. If someone owns Amazon today or is interested in Amazon today, what would you tell them? So at this point, I'd be a bit of a patient buyer if that's the bias. If uh, someone's looking okay. to add here, I would probably, you know, scoop a little, but I would not blow all my dry powder just yet. It feels like I said that uh, the market still needs to do some digesting, especially in the tech space uh, here for a little bit. Right. And then for energy, um, what are you thinking there? So the energy companies remain very cheap on a fundamental basis. Uh, some of the most, some of the cheapest, I'd say, in the S&P uh, where we are currently. And I look at names like uh, ExxonMobil and Chevron and ConocoPhillips. You know, 
we're not going to get to the future of energy without present energy. So as much as the sort of green movement is trying to you know, villainize or, or keep keep the oil companies under wraps, um, we're still going to need those. And even uh, in, in in Joe Biden's recent uh, State of the Union, President Biden's State of the Union, he came clean and sort of said, we're going to need energy for 10 more years. I actually think it's going to be more than 10 years. But uh, to me, that's a place that, you know, it's vital. We're going to need all that going forward. I would not dismiss uh, energy so fast. And I think actually the lag that we've seen through the first five or six weeks of the year um, provide a, actually a buying opportunity, especially on a relative basis. Yeah. And I know you said focusing on value, dividends, commodity allocations um, were some of the ideas that you also had. But tell me about ESG orphans. Right. So these are the exclusions of uh, the ESG expanded investment theme that we've seen over the last handful of years. And these remain underowned, uh, excluded, a bit ostracized, let's say. And as a result, they just become sort of higher expected return securities because nobody really wants to own them and to, to, to be enticed into owning them, they need to be providing extra returns, so to speak, on a relative basis. You know, I look at the weapons sector, um, Boeing, one year high, Lockheed Martin, right yeah. near all time highs, uh, General Dynamics, just off the one year high. These are components of my orphans. And you know, when we, when we tell the Ukraine that we're giving them $100 billion, they're buying weapons. They're not buying hamburgers, unfortunately. And so it's sort of this global bellicosity. You know, the world's an unsafe, unsettled place right now. The U.S. weapons are remaining um, on everyone's appetite list to help them stay secure in a uh, in a trickier global environment. Mark Newman, great to chat with you. I really appreciate a good look at all these different ideas, sectors, and the big picture. Mark Newman, Constrained Capital, thank you very much.